for another great edition of That Sports Show. Not this sports show, not any other sports show. It is That Sports Show. This is Impact Media's weekly dive into the world of everything, uh, basically professional sports. And, and we throw in some college in there. You guys know that. For one, it's week zero. Week zero, for people who don't know, that means in college football, these are uh, week one is considered the, the official kickoff but uh, you can schedule games the week before, which is week zero, and we do have games, which means picks later on today. We've, we're going to talk United. We're going to talk Braves. We're going to talk Major League Rugby Draft. I'll tell you who the locals picked up. Uh, just going to talk about all kinds of fun things. We're going to kind of skip around, go all over the board, and uh, hope you guys enjoy. If you would like to leave us a question, comment, suggestion, any of those sorts of things, uh, rating, review, we really enjoy those as well, especially the five-star variety. We love your comments, too. You can do that anywhere you find a podcast, including Spotify, Podcast One, um, the iTunes Store, any of those fun places. You can also follow us on Facebook, That Sports Show. You can look us up under Board Check. You can catch us on Strong Style, Impact Media, Jeremy York, any of that stuff. You should be able to find us. Um, if you want to follow us on Twitter, at Team Impact Media, we'll find all the show links. It is nothing but show links in case you uh, don't want to, uh, if you just want to go straight into it, you can usually look up the shows, find them there along with the previews. Uh, at the Impact 99 on Triller, TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram will find myself where uh, you get some of my uh, random musings and things as well as all the show links. Lots of stuff we want to get into. Let's get started now. I'm going to start with the uh, I'm going to start with uh, some NFL. I'm going to start with the NFL, where not only do we have a game going on right now, the Packers and the Chiefs, uh, uh, which which is where I'm going to start. Hall of Famer Lynn Dawson, unfortunately, passed away at the age of 87 the other day. Uh, this guy was an absolute legend, did so much for the Chiefs and the, the league in general. Uh, I implore you to to go, go, Google him, go, YouTube him. Look at all the amazing things he did. Uh, huge loss to the community and to that family. Obviously, our thoughts and prayers and condolences go to the Dawson family. And the Chiefs actually tonight did a choir huddle to honor the late legend. Uh, in other. In other news, um, the Cowboys took another one to the chin. 
What do I mean by that? Well, what I mean is we know to this point that Amari Cooper got traded to the Browns. Okay, we know that because C.D. Lamb was going to take over the one spot. Michael Gallup is coming off an ACL from last year. He should be ready early in the season. We don't know exactly where. Uh, they were able to get uh, Washington, who was supposed to be their number three. Well, he's lost for six to eight weeks with an injury. Um, Randy Gregory is in Denver, one of the one of the uh, pass rushers. And uh, I believe one of the starting guards got hurt. Well, so you're like, well, it is Cowboys, though. They'll still find a way to uh, to put this together, piece it together. Yeah. And then left tackle Tyron Smith goes down with an injury just a couple days ago. Initially, they thought it was a knee injury, thought maybe an ACL, MCL. Luckily, it was not. What it was, was a blown hamstring. He's going to be out six to eight weeks. And I know what you're saying. Well, left tackle, it's an important position, but they can plug and play somebody in there. Except for this particular stat. Not including rookie year Dak. When Dak has played has been the starting quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys in a non-rookie year without Tyron as his left tackle he is barely a 500 quarterback barely a 500 quarterback now Dak is good I'll give him that I'm not saying Dak's bad uh, but that's not good when Tyron plays that's where Dak's stats come because he doesn't have to watch his backside. He doesn't have to watch behind him because he knows Tyron Smith has got his back. This is where I really have the issue with the Cowboys. I think they are falling behind the NFL. And here is why. They have Mike McCarthy, who is arguably probably the 35th uh, best head coach in the league. Yes, there are 32 teams. I think you can see what I'm saying. He's the 35th best head coach in the league, and even that might be a stretch. He's very old school. He prefers running the ball. He prefers setting everything up through the run and running a majority of the time. Okay, well, that's not a problem if you have a, uh, a above-average offensive line. Eight years ago, the Cowboys did. Right now, they do not. Uh, and your left tackle just got hurt. And it's either the left guard or the right guard who he's dinged up, and I don't know if he's going to play to start with. So uh, th their line is, is starting to really fall apart. Their best running back, Tony Pollard, is the backup because they still have faith in Ezekiel Elliott. Ezekiel Elliott has uh, chinks have been coming off the armor for uh, a little while now. Uh, he can still get it done. But he's not as explosive as Tony Pollard. So you have um, one of your starting guards is hurt. Your left tackle's out for six to eight weeks. You traded your wide receiver one. Your, your new wide receiver number two is coming off an ACL. Your third wide receiver, your third wide receiver 
uh, is out six to eight weeks. Your starting running back, who your owner went on a a, uh, a show within the last days or so and said this offense runs through Ezekiel Elliott. I'm sorry, is this 1988? Is is uh, that's that's not Barry Sanders back there? That's Ezekiel Elliott, uh, who is still a competent running back, but once again, he is the second best running back on this team. Uh, you're you're saying that the offense runs through a dinged up, beat up running back, right? Th- yeah, Cowboys. I, I, your organization. You're you're stuck in the the 80s, the 90s. You're, you're not stuck in the present day. I know that you're in the past. At this point, first of all, you need wide receivers, but you need offensive linemen. This late in the year, it's it's you're getting castoffs from other places, people that were released. You're getting people who weren't signed to start with. Uh, there's really nobody to trade with because right now everybody has a chance. So you know, hey, the Jaguars are not going to let go of a left guard in before week one. Uh, you know, Seattle is not going to go, well, we're, we're probably screwed in this division. Here, yeah, here, have our best lineman. No, it's not going to happen. And plus, what what would the Cowboys trade for that? They they need help other places. What, they, they're going to have to trade one of these linebackers? What, are they, what can they possibly do? Now, Cowboys fans, here, here's a bright side to this is uh, – when when this season starts to go awry, and it could do that in a hurry, and uh, maybe they recover, maybe they don't. Uh, the worse it gets, we're gonna you're gonna get rid of Mike McCarthy. Although uh, you know, I, I feel like if you just get a bucket of chicken from KFC and and leave it outside the door, and when he goes up there to grab the bucket of chicken, lock the door. I mean, you you get you got to get that guy out of the building. He does not get it. He is stuck in the nineties. You want to know why Aaron Rodgers didn't like him? Aaron Rodgers is a quarterback. He's one of the best quarterbacks of all time, not just now, of all time. We're watching him drop drop bombs, not in the preseason. He's not playing. We watch him just drop it the bucket all year long. He couldn't get along with McCarthy. McCarthy wants to run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. Aaron is like, hey, I make money by throwing the ball. I'm a Hall of Famer because I can throw the ball better than almost everybody in the history of the game. Some could argue better than everybody in the game. And yet, Jerry wanted McCarthy because he can control him. He's he's barely a yes man at that. Cowboys, I I I feel for you. Those of you who know me, hey, I'm a Cowboys fan. I'm already coming into this year. I thought the Eagles might take the division. I'm pretty sure they're going to now. Now it comes down to can the Cowboys put it together enough to either be a wild card or compete for the division. Are they going to finish above the Commanders and the Giants at this point? Dak can only do so much. He can't save the day. He's not that kind of quarterback. Now, he's got all kinds of heart. Him and Derek Carr probably lead the league in, in heart. But there's only so much you could do. The Cowboys, got to, they're going to have to make some moves. They're going to have to make some signings. They're going to have to do some stuff and, and get this train back on the track. Because right now, it is, uh, it is Gomez, Adams... Uh, blown up, and hey, rest of the league's gonna notice. There's a reason why the Ravens. There's a reason why the Chiefs, the Packers. There's a reason why even when they have down years, they still have their act together. They are way better run. They are better organizations. 
uh, the 49ers, even when they have a down year, they don't feel like they had a down year. Cowboys, you're the most recognized worldwide NFL brand in the league. And those millions and millions of fans, whether sitting at home or sitting in Jerry World, are, gosh, watching a a, a one-of-a-kind, worst-of-all-time train wreck. They they got to get back on the tracks. They just you lose tire and you lose everybody. It's you, you got to get back on the tracks. Uh, other NFL news because there there is other NFL news. Obviously, um, you know Tom Brady finally showed up to to. And I'm going to have a different take on this than I think you guys are, are aware of. I, I told you guys he had taken about 11-day hiatus uh, right in the middle of the preseason. It's a very bizarre thing. It's, uh, it, it, you know, what what would possess somebody to take all this time right here? It's the most crucial time. and i I, I tell you what I think it is. I think it's a personal matter between him and his family. I think this was either a planned uh, vacation or planned uh, just family time. Could be just him and his wife. Uh, he he planned this when he initially retired, thinking that he was going to uh, probably buy into the Dolphins and get Sean Payton as his coach and come back as the quarterback of. He you know he he planned this and then uh, the Brian Flores lawsuit threw a wrench in all of that and uh, here we are now, where he's still on Tampa. Um, let's let's give this man a break. He made a promise to I think his family, and he honored that promise by taking the allotted time he had allotted for them. Because it, it's, it, when you're a quarterback 24-7, 365, there's not a lot of dad time, a lot of husband time. You have to make time for those things so that you can uh, go to those events and things like that. And uh, it's hard to do when you're one of the best in the league. So I think this was his way of honoring his commitments to his family. And so... Let's leave him alone. Let's leave the man alone for honoring his commitments to his family. And that's my take on it. Uh, first of all, when you're that good, when you're Tom Brady, you do what you want to do. You make your own schedule. So uh, good for you, Tom. Um, what is not, you know, we're in the last week of the preseason. Uh, you know, Falcons get the Jets. Uh, in a couple days, no, they they get the Jaguars in a couple days. They just played the Jets, uh, and let's just let's go over that real quick. Um, obviously, we didn't see a lot of Drake London because he's dinged up. We hadn't seen a lot of Kyle Pitts. We've gotten to see Marcus Mariota, who will be your starting quarterback. We've gotten to see Desmond Ritter, who will probably be your starting quarterback either late this year or sometime next year, I would imagine, unless Mariota's lighting the place up, which he's doing a good job of, and he's you got to think, yeah, he's playing against twos and threes. He's also throwing the twos and threes. A lot of the running backs, the uh, the the all Algiers or Algier, uh, the, the running back they drafted, uh, could look good. They have had a tandem of four or five running backs that they have used in these preseason games. And, hey, offensive line ain't been doing half bad. I will give them a lot of credit. Their offensive line might be better than the Cowboys right now, with or without Tyron Smith. Uh, like I said, Mariota has looked pretty good. 
you got to think, he hasn't gotten the opportunity to start since Tennessee. And when he was in Tennessee at one time, Jeff Fisher was his head coach. Jeff Fisher, who notoriously runs people on the ground and doesn't always, I mean, it, Mr. 500, basically, finishes 7-9 and nine or 8-8 eight and eight, like practically every year. I'm sure he's a good guy, but I just I wouldn't want him as my head coach. Heck, I'd rather have Mike McCarthy. You just know how I feel about him. I just said it. But Mariota looked pretty good. Arthur Smith is going to put him in places where he can succeed. He did the same thing for Desmond Ritter, who looks pretty good. But the same thing I have said this entire preseason. Desmond Ritter, is he ready to start in the NFL? Yes. Is he ready to start and be successful? No. No. He needs to continue to work on his craft, to listen to Arthur Smith, to listen to uh, Cordero Patterson, to listen to Marcus Mariota. These guys are going to set him up for success down the road. Do not rush a rookie that is not ready, and he is not. He has looked good in preseason. Preseason are slightly above glorified practices. Just no fist fighting like every other joint practice we've seen this year. This year, I mean, heck, we even had Aaron Donald swinging a helmet at somebody. Aaron Donald, one of the biggest human beings in the league, is swinging a helmet at people. It's it's ridiculous. Grown men can't get along. But back to the Falcons. Uh, Deion Jones, or not Deion Jones? Um, who am I thinking of? Is it Deion Jones? Let's see if we can figure out who this is. It is, um... I am talking about... Come on. Great radio we're doing, I understand. Um, I am talking about... Anyway, the defense. The defense has looked uh, pretty good. They uh, they uh, they got to be better than they were. They I think what last year. Let's see. Last year they were. Okay, that's offensive stuff. Last year, they, they were not good. We know that. They weren't good. So this year, we've seen some, we've seen some, they've had some speed, some depth, some, uh, some big hitters. It's, you know, it's, it's the thing they need. They needed some grit. They needed somebody that, that is just going to get in there and battle. And we saw some of those last year. Uh, what Terrell is by far one of the best DBs in the league. Luckily, you have him. Let's see if I can find this guy. It is bugging the crap out of me that I can't find this guy. Let's see if we can find who I'm talking about. 
And of course I was right, Deion Jones. He uh, was practicing for the first time this entire summer. What does that mean? Does that mean he, he oh, he, they're definitely not going to trade him. That doesn't mean anything. It just means he's back on the field. It's a lot easier to trade a healthy player, especially one that's on the field. So could they potentially still try to move him out of Atlanta? Yeah, they could. Um, I, I honestly think that they're not going to. I actually think that they are going to try to make the most of having him on the team. I think he can be a leader for this team. He is uh, by far your best linebacker, your best DB, or whatever you want to use him as. He's kind of a hybrid. You could use him as either. Uh, he puts big hits on people, and as long as he's healthy, then uh, he is he is definitely one you would want uh, on your team. But this week of preseason, and then we start the regular season. Uh, is it the second week? I think it is the second week, or two weeks from now. It'd be the no, the second week of September, I believe. Let me check on that. I don't want to tell you guys the wrong thing, which you guys probably know by now. And uh, I do have to give it to the Falcons because uh, being a Cowboys fan, I thought we were the most penalized team in week number two. You, you guys, I believe, took the cake from us. Uh, that's, that's something that Arthur Smith said they got to work on as well, Mariota, all of them, because the majority of the mistakes and penalties were pre-snap. These weren't holding. These weren't... Uh, Illegal blocks, illegal motion. Uh, these these weren't illegal contact, things like that. After the snap, these were before the snap, and uh, that's that's something you got to clean up. If you make those kinds of mistakes, I just don't see. I just don't see it. Um, I don't see it being a uh, a good thing. Why this is doing this, I do not know. There we go. Yep. League opens up on uh, the 8th, which is two weeks from now. Maybe two weeks from Thursday. We're going to open up with the Bills at the Rams on NBC. Uh, that's going to be fantastic. Falcons fans, of course, you guys open up by hosting the Saints on uh, the 11th of September. That is a Fox game. That's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, kind of wraps up the NFL talk for now. Real quickly, let's go into the Major League Rugby Draft and our Rugby ATL. Uh, tell you some of the guys that we took. We drafted scrum half Evan Conlon at a Lindenwood University. We drafted Matt Gelhouse. Uh, he is part of the second row out of Kutztown University. He got a wicked beard, man. Wicked beard. Uh, Seth Purdy, the center out of University of California. We also got Jack Shaw, who is a wing from Bishop's University in Canada. Man, that dude can fly. That dude can fly. We got some some uh, great players. I look forward to talking to them, and hopefully, uh, hopefully we get to do that soon, sooner rather than later. We're going to try to line up some stuff. We'll see what happens between now and the end of the year. We're going to try to get some of those guys on and uh, and uh, let you guys hear from them because they are fantastic, fantastic people.
Um, let's go into Atlanta United. Now, real quick, we don't talk a lot of basketball. We're going to try to talk a little more Hawks this year because we do follow the Hawks. Uh, we're going to try, to, but um, the big story right now is Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant. We know NBA players hold majority of the power in the league. Well, Kevin Durant, in order to go to the Nets, has uh, handpicked the coach, handpicked some front office people. Uh, they currently owe him $200 million over the next four years. And uh, he has picked a lot of his teammates, gotten people in and out, kind of you know, LeBron power play stuff. And then out of nowhere, he says, I want out. Trade me now or else. What? You, you already come in, tore the place down, rebuilt it the way you wanted it, picked all the people in it, and then now you want out? I love what the, the owner of the Nets did. He said, what if I choose or else? I'm not trading you. Well, this went on for a good handful of, of uh, what, weeks. And finally, yesterday, we hear that... Kevin Durant has suddenly, miraculously changed his mind, and now he wants to stay, and he's going to be a, uh, a net forever, and he loves the Brooklyn Nets. And it, Yeah. What changed? What cha did, he, did he realize that that contract is hard to move, and if you do, it's going to cripple wherever you go? Yeah, it's great. You want to get traded to Sacramento, who can, who can probably afford it, but it'll be like the Sacramento Kings franchise is getting traded to the Brooklyn Nets for Kevin Durant. So Kevin Durant can sit in a gym by himself with no logos, no no shorts, no nothing because he can't afford anything because they're paying him. It, at some point, I don't care how good a player you are, and LeBron had to learn this as well, and sometimes he still messes it up. Jordan learned it too. You can only be so selfish. Do you want the money or do you want to win? Most of the time you can't have both. you got to give up a little one to get the other. But I thought it funny. Um, I'm so glad he. this is the second high-profile player. I'm glad to not end up in Atlanta, uh, that quarterback in Cleveland being the other. But just, uh, I'm so, I mean, you got, a lot of you guys were like, oh, yeah, we'll trade this guy and this guy and then like a first-round pick or two if we need to uh, so that we can get Kevin Durant. No. Oh, he's an all-world talent. Yes, he is. But he will destroy what we were building down here in Atlanta. So, no, I, I wanted no part of him. I'm so glad that he is not a Hawk. Could care less where else he plays. And Kevin Durant's a great player. A great player. I'd be the first to tell him that. You're an absolute great player. You're one of the best players in the NBA. Probably in history. Great player. Don't want you on my team. Don't want you on my team at all. But uh, that's kind of... It was the big NBA topic, and, and I'm so glad, it, that, like I said, that it worked out in our favor. Um, like I said, we're going to talk a little more Hawks as, as the year comes around. Because I really like what we do. But let's get into some Atlanta United talk. Atlanta United. Last we heard... We uh, we were able to beat Seattle. We went to that game. We were getting just trashed in the first half in Cincinnati, and were able to fight and scratch and claw back to get the two-two draw in that one, which well we needed a win. 
we were playing like we were trying to win, and just uh, the, the, the the shots didn't fall. Things happen. We get the point there. Uh, we went and played the New York Red Bulls. We got beat two to one. It was uh, we we played just awful, awful. There was uh, there's no continuity. It, it's like it was a brand new team, like they never played together before. Uh, Joe Mar had had no real energy or 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 electricity in his play. Uh, Cisneros couldn't get anything going. Like I said, the midfield and even the back line just it was just a mess. It was all over the place. So then we play Columbus and we have to do the same thing we did with Cincinnati there. Columbus gets out to a big lead. We were able to fight and claw back and get the tie or the or the draw. Here's the thing. We're still five points out of the seventh place spot. There's still a handful of teams in between us and seventh place. And we have like eight games left. I would say we need at least four wins and two to three draws out of those to even get close. Four wins, so that would be 12 points. Unless, uh, so 14 more points might might put us close. Where's 14 points? We're five out. We're five out at the moment. 14 points would give us 44. 44 right now if nobody else scored a point, which is, I mean, the, the people in between us are going to play each other, so they could beat each other up, could steal points from each other. There's a chance we could leapfrog a few. We do have a chance to kind of sneak up in there. 45 right now would put us into fourth place. And that's if nobody else scores some points. And so people are obviously going to, but that's that's something we should be targeting. Our next game, of course, is this Sunday. It is in Atlanta. D.C. United is in town. That is a 4 o'clock game. Um, we're catching D.C. United at a great time. In their last five games, they have had loss, 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 draw, loss. And we have uh, had draw, loss, draw, win, draw. So we've, we've done a little better than they have. They're, they're kind of having some issues, kind of having some problems. That's why they sold off Julian Gressel and some other ones. Uh, D.C. is kind of having to start over kind of the way we were, we were kind of doing. Uh, but that, that's definitely a winnable game. I, I, very much, I will say 2-1 to one Atlanta in that one. I will say, I will say uh, Parada, who is, is a great target in the box for goals and um, you know what Cisneros probably will get the other one we'll say two to one in that one we definitely need that as uh, we got we got a scratch and claw and let me just put this out here too I've said it before but I'm gonna say it again because so many people are like oh well in the offseason clearly we'll just do like a roster overhaul you you kind of can't you, you are tied to some players that it's going to be really hard to either move their contracts or to buy them down or to uh, get out of their contracts. Uh, there's a couple that uh, I think Mikey Ambrose and a couple other ones, those are just going to expire and they're on loan. So if, uh, if you want to let them walk, that's fine. Those kind of things. Um, there, there's a parada. A lot of these guys are on temporary deals. So um, there's only a handful of things that you can do, and you don't want to completely start over when you're finally starting to get, a lot of these guys are starting to get used to playing next to one another. 
you don't want to completely start over and have them try to relearn everybody again. The best thing to do is to try to build on the core that you have. I think the DPs you have are good ones to keep. You need to you need to keep you need to keep uh, Joe Moore around. I think he is under contract for another year at least, or maybe an option after that. You need to show him that this thing is built still with him in mind. He is still a key focal feature, and uh, I'm keeping people like Parada. Uh, Rios Novos is a pretty good goalie. I, I don't have a problem keeping him around. And uh, just overall, Dwyer's another good one, a glue guy. It seems like also that Gutman is the glue guy. He's the pivot point for this entire team. When he is in, there is electricity, there is a spark. There is just a, a growing fire in the team and how they play. He's the pivot point. When he's not in... They come out a little flat, and it's just, it's like the, not the effort, but it's like the momentum and the energy is just not there. So, the best thing to do at that point is to make sure that he is going to be in. Like I said, we've got two games left this, uh, this month. We've got four in September, two in October, and then we are looking at hopefully playoffs. Uh, but it's, it's, it's going to be a grind. It's going to be a... It's going to be pushing a boulder uphill, but I do think that uh, we can do that. Um, moving on, we will talk about, uh, before we go to a break, uh, let's talk about the, no, you know what, let's go ahead and go to a break so that you can, so that you can, um, hear about our friends at betonline.net they do all the fun stuff for you they do a lot of research for you can't, you know it's not just to go in here and and uh, you can either bet here or bet here and so you no know, they they allow you to do that you have the options to bet on all those but they explain the lines they have podcasts they have articles they have all kinds of information on uh what can make you a uh a better wagerer of sports and a a, a smarter uh, a smarter fan, but uh, we'll talk more about the Saban extension and some other things once we get back from the break. Uh, we'll be back shortly. This is Jeremy the Impact York from Board Check, That Sports Show, and Strong Style. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, and golf. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. And we are back right here on that sports show. I'm Jeremy, the Impact York. Welcome back. Make sure to visit our friends at BetOnline.net. As I said, they do so much for you. They have the uh, 
the podcasts and the the uh, articles and the information, and, and they do so much of the work for you. Plus, they got uh, some of the best competitive odds out there so that you can wager on your favorite sporting event if it is legal to do so where you're at. Always be aware of that. Now, we just finished up with United. Let's talk a little bit uh, uh, Saban extension. I was going to let's get into the the Saban extension and uh, then we'll finish up with some uh, some Braves, some golf and some uh, and, and the college picks because I told you guys it's week zero. Nick Saban got an extension through 2029 uh, that basically means he's going to average about 12 million dollars. About twelve million dollars per year. Uh, he, he's just basically—it's—it's it's like Joe Paterno. He's going to coach until he doesn't want to coach anymore, and he deserves that. He is the best coach in college history. Uh, what he has done across his career is just astonishing. So, you know, shout out Nick Saban. He's—he's—he's he's, he's in his seventies. He's in his seventies now, I think. Um, I, I think he's going to coach a handful more years, but between some of the new changes, you're going to see a lot of these old school guys like him, uh, the NIL, the uh, the realignments and things like that. Uh, they're they're just going to see that as as their curtain call and their way to bow out. And I I think he could definitely do that. I do think he wants to win at least one more before he does that. But uh, good for Nick Saban. I do think that there is some sort of clause in his contract that says that he needs to be in the top three or top five highest paid coaches in college, or he can renegotiate. There, there are things like that in place. Uh, Warren Moon, I believe, famously had it years ago uh, in his contract that he had to be one of like the top three paid quarterbacks, or if he wasn't, he could renegotiate his contract uh, basically on the spot. But uh, good for Nick Saban, bad for other people in the SEC and college football, uh, including you dog fans. But, hey, that being said, as the great Sonny Clark would say, shout out to him, who is uh, calling a high school football game at the moment and uh, doing his thing with the Eagle Eye, Bill Cerna, those two, one of the best one-two tandems in uh, in calling games. You guys check it out, uh, Facebook, other places. I don't know why I'm giving you a plug. Just super, super people. Check them out. Um, that being said, though, um, I'm goofy. You guys know that. I do know how to read a calendar, even though I misread it last last week. Um, all three of our new shows, even though there'll be a slight wrinkle to one of them, um, I will still be doing the Georgia State show, and uh, hope to have some uh, press conference sound bites and things like that throughout the year uh, myself and John from right here at Impact Media will be doing the Georgia Tech show each and every week and um, we are going to have some we are going to have some uh, some guests throughout all the shows and the UGA show I'm actually going to spearhead that one Sometimes we're going to get John on. Sometimes we're going to have guests here and there, uh, maybe guest co-hosts, certain things like that. Um, it, it's going to be fun. 
it's going to be fun. And uh, we're going we're to have a lot of fun. Uh, I promise if you tune into these shows, they will be pro these shows. I know I take shots at different teams at different times, but I, I promise you, if you tune in to the Georgia State, Georgia Tech, or UGA show, we are all about the positivity of those three schools and how they represent the state. They are the three best in the state, and that's not opinion. Uh, but starting next week is when you will see those shows. When during the week, I don't know. We haven't quite ironed that out. But uh, look for them next week. Should be a lot of fun. And I look forward to it. I think you guys are going to like uh, John's takes on uh, the world of Georgia Tech because nobody knows Georgia Tech the way he does. And uh, like I said, we're going to have some fun guests here and there. I think you guys are going to enjoy it. Uh, speaking, speaking of college... I told you guys that we're in week zero. We are in week zero. There are games starting September 1st. Is that? Okay, they start next week. I th there, are some, there are some games this week. Why are they not? That's... Um, well, okay. Well, if ESPN is, is not going to count week zero, then uh, or not say it, then then uh, we will just wait till next week, and I will pick the four games each week. Now, on each college show, we'll we'll talk about those games. So, more than likely, each week you will not see a Georgia Georgia Tech or Georgia State game to pick as part of our our four team pick them. Now, we might discuss them on there as far as what games we're going to pick. But uh, up until then, man, we got some juicy ones too. I'm looking at the week one stuff right now, and that is going to be a lot of fun. Definitely going to be a lot of fun. But, um, let's talk a little baseball. Fernando Tatis Jr. tested positive for some PEDs, and he has gotten a 80-game suspension because of it. He has uh, somewhat owned up to it. He apologized. He said it was it was on him that uh, he actually has ringworm and some skin conditions, and he was taking a steroid for those, and uh, he just did not he did not uh, think to try to clear it with the team or the league to make sure that that he was in compliance, and that is on him. Uh, that's about as close to an admission as I think you're going to get. Um, I do believe him. He's probably taking it for another reason other than, you know, just to bulk up. Uh, I'll give him the benefit of that. But he is the face of his franchise. And this is going to follow him the rest of his career. He is going to have to more than go over and above to take this stigma away. And I hate it. He's a good kid. And he's going to mean a lot to the league. But everybody's every time he does something, everybody's going to kind of have that look like... Uh, well, I wonder if he's still taking things. So uh, he's got 80 games to think about it. It's going to get into next season for sure. And we will see what he does to try to erase that. Um, let's talk about the Braves. The Braves, who are within a game and a half of the New York Metropolitans, the New York Mets. Is it a game and a half? Are they, yeah, game and a half. I think both teams were off tonight. 
They will start up series tomorrow. Or did or did I have that backwards? Was that they right? We're off tonight. Uh, they will start up again tomorrow night. They will start a three-game series in St. Louis. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. They will get Monday off and start up with the Rockies at home, which I believe is who the Mets are facing right now. So it'll be Mets and, and Rockies and uh, Braves and Cardinals leading up into uh, through the weekend. Now, once again, if you guys know me, you guys know that I am a Mets fan. But I'm also a real realist. Not a real realist, it's a realist. Could the Braves catch the Mets? Yeah, it's only a game and a half. Uh, even when it was eight or nine, it I, it's possible. Um, the Mets are not collapsing. The Mets woke up the Yankees for one, and that allowed the, the Braves to do some catching up. But the Braves are going to have to, you know, are facing people like the Astros, are facing people like the Cardinals, where the Mets, for majority of their schedule, are getting like the Pirates and the Marlins and the Phillies. So the Braves are going to have to dig deep. They're going to have to work a little hard, not harder, because I think they're, they're at max capacity now. And uh, right now, I mean, they're hot at the right time. You want to be hot now going into the potential playoffs. And uh, I, I just got to say, you, you got Ozzie Albies about to come back. You've you've had all the the, the uh, Harris and the Grissom and um, gosh, I just forgot his name. Who's who's the third baseman? You guys are gonna yell it at me, I promise. I know you will. Austin Riley. You got the Austin Rileys. Uh, I'm not mentioning the guy who got the DUI the other day because I think he should be out of the league. And it's, I'm glad you guys booed him almost off the field the other day. Good for you, Braves fans. That's a hundred percent of what you should do. And I'm not doing it to make your team worse. No, I think he's worse because he's on. Because I think your team is worse because he's on it. Because you have classier guys than that. But I'm not the one who pulls the strings on that one. Uh, but how about the fact that Matt Olson not only hit a grand slam the other day, he hit it out of the ballpark into the surrounding water, into the water outside the river, lake, whatever that, I think it's a river, and and he just smashed the ball. Just exceptional. Once again, everybody on on the Braves are heating up at the right time. And... Uh, I know myself as a Mets fan, I'm I'm not worried because I don't really worry about things like that. But uh, it, if, if I'm the Mets, am I looking over my shoulder and I see the Braves are a little closer than I want them to be? Yeah. These two teams are both going to be in the playoffs, but you kind of do – you kind of do want – you want to be hot going in and you would like to be the division winner because you're going to get – you know, better schedules of home games and things like that. And like I said, you, you're going to get, I mean, these two teams may face in the first round. I honestly think they're going to they're gonna both win the first round and meet in the second round. But uh, we'll see what happens there. Braves are, are definitely doing well. I always tell you guys, if my teams cannot be the victors, 
I would rather it be the local team. The local team has always been the Braves for me. So, hey, if the Mets can't do it, go Braves. Lastly, the last few things I want to get to before we get out of here. The FedEx Cup playoffs for the PGA are out at East Lake, which is just the other side of Atlanta. We are not very far from where that is now. It kicked off today. Uh, I know a few people that were down there. I always tell people if you're going to go to a big tournament like that, uh, if you if you don't like the crowds or don't want to or want to be there for special events, go during the week. Uh, usually Wednesday, Thursday, potentially into Friday is when a lot of the uh, events are and uh, special like sponsor dinners and things like that. Obviously, the bigger action is on the Saturdays and Sundays. There's just there's going to be more people, so uh, make sure that you are aware of things like that but out at east lake beautiful course i have never been to it i would love to go would love to play it if anybody as a member has the hookup and want to uh, help me out with that uh, i tell you what if 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 you can find a way for me to play east lake maybe take a buddy maybe meet you and another buddy make the four of us uh i'll have you on the show i'll be on yeah i have you on i'll give you a uh, a segment on one of the shows. We'll talk about golf. We'll talk about uh, whatever you guys want to talk about. But um, they're out of East Lake. Looks like did they not start today or something with that? Okay, they did. Okay. Uh, Scotty Scheffler is at minus 15. Xander Schauffele is at minus 10 in second place. Third place is Matt Fitzpatrick. And then there is a tie after that for fourth with Patrick Cantlay, Joaquin Neiman. Is there more than the two of them? No. They're, they're at minus 8, and that rounds out your top five. You got Rory, who is at minus 7. Cam Smith is at minus 7 as well. Um, M is at minus seven. John Rahm is at minus six. These are the top 30 golfers who are going for a purse of. I forgot. Um, um, it's it's in the millions. It's 10, 15, 20 million, something like that. It's it's a big purse. Uh, Justin Thomas still in the mix. Speed still kind of hanging around. There's there's some guys hanging around. Uh, there's only a handful of people I would say are probably not close enough to to uh, make a difference uh, if you're within 10 shots and there are 17 almost half the field that are within 10 shots i think you have a chance so uh good on them here's to tomorrow's tomorrow's uh great event i think people start uh, right around 11:30, I think they are. Gonna, they're trying to dodge the weather. It is. It is basically rained on and off for a week and a half in Georgia, especially in the Atlanta area here. It's. It's just. I don't know if we live in Seattle or London anymore because it sure feels like it. But uh, we make the most of it, and uh, they are as well. They're dodging the weather. Like I said, it looks like the first tea time tomorrow is 11:35, which is Connors and Thagala. And looks like Scheffler and Shoffley will be teeing off at about 155, 2 o'clock. But uh, if you get a chance, go check it out. Definitely do that. If not, uh, 
follow along because this is the PGA's biggest event. This is their World Series, their Super Bowl. They're still having to deal with the uh, Live Golf Tour. And we'll see how that plays out in the offseason. And then lastly, Tiger Woods and Rory McIlroy, along with, uh, I think, a former tour director or something like that, they have made basically a virtual golf event. And it's kind of like a simulator. You play a simulator for the most part, but when you get close to... uh, There there are going to be real bunkers, and there are going to be like real greens to uh, have to step off the simulator to play. So when you get close to the... um, I guess close to the greens, if you end up in the in those areas, you do that. And uh, there's going to be some big purses to this. They are building a big facility, I believe, down in Florida, near where most of the golfers live. And uh, they're going to, I think, they're going to televise this. It's going to kind of be maybe it's in the off season. I'm not real sure when they're actually going to do it. But this is fun. This is the PGA getting their biggest stars together to do things that they can put on TikTok, things that they can put on Instagram. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, the things they can they can do to get us excited about golf. I mean, especially if they do it in the off season when it's it's uh, harder to get into golf when it's not golf season. When the weather's good, like it like it should be now, when it's at least cooler. When it's cooler like this, you're like, man, I want to play. I am uh, I am trying to play this weekend for the first time all year. It's been a busy year. Uh, it just it's good to get out there and just play the field, you know. Good to get out there and do that. And I think this this, this thing Tiger and Rory are putting together, I think, is going to be fun. We're going to see a different side of golfers because it's, it's going to be fun, but it's going to be competitive. You're going to get to see these guys in a different environment. We're not used to seeing them on these simulators and with technology. You know, We're going we're gonna to see the technology buffs real quick. We're going to see the ones that struggle with it uh, real quick as well. But it should be fun, and I look forward to it, and hopefully you guys do too. I believe that's all the stuff I have for this week. So shout out to all you amazing people who make it fun to come on here and uh, talk all things sports. We talked about all kinds of fun stuff. Hopefully you guys enjoy it. Make sure to visit our friends at betonline.net. I am going to do, I kind of picked up a potential new side gig uh, starting tomorrow night and uh, it will not affect any of the shows anything like that, but I will tell you guys next week a little more about it because I will be learning kind of while I'm there as well. I think you guys are going to enjoy it. It's a takeoff of a little bit of stuff I've done in the past, but I'm excited. Don't want to ruin it yet, but until then, this has been That Sports Show. Appreciate you guys tuning in. You guys know where to follow us. Uh, 3endzone at gmail.com is the email. I think I mentioned that earlier if you want to catch us as well. I answer all the emails. Love to hear from you guys. Five-star reviews. But until then, deuces, gooses. Go watch sports.